Good morning. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. Uh, I truly hope that you enjoyed church yesterday, that you were encouraged in both of the services and with the missionary last night. And uh, it was a joy to fellowship with our church. Uh, for those who can't make it on property, watched online. I really hope that was an encouragement as well as we strive to continue to point Jesus, people to Jesus. And hope that was uh, good for you. Hope you have a great week this week. I hope as you start the week off, you keep your eyes on Jesus and look to him for whatever it is that comes your way. Uh, this morning, we're continuing our study through the book of Colossians. So we're in Colossians chapter 1. We're actually going to finish up the chapter 1 this morning. Some of what we're going to talk about is not necessarily brand new, especially if you've been following along with us through different books, as we especially like just finished the book of Ephesians. And if you'd followed along, some of we talk about the mystery of Christ this morning, uh, we would have referred to that in the book of Ephesians. And uh, so, but it's a great reminder, and it's, uh, we're going to see it from the proposition, uh, from the perspective of what Apostle Paul was teaching this church at Colossae. So we're in Colossians chapter 1, verse 25. The Bible says, Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God. The premise would be the stewardship of God. I've been given the stewardship, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest in his, to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect, or the word perfect means mature, in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So Paul is, is coming to the end. Again, these chapter divisions were not put in by, by God, and so this is just a continuing letter. But it's a great thought to see kind of come to the end of one thought, although verse chapter 2, verse 1 says, for who I would know. So he continues in that thought. But let's just go ahead and unpack these couple of verses real quick to see what it is Paul's trying to teach as he continues to ground this church in the doctrine of Jesus Christ and the preeminence of Christ. He says, so he says in verse 25, wherefore I am made a minister. What does he mean by wherefore? He goes back to 24 and he talks about he rejoices in his own sufferings for the church. He's in jail at the time doing this. And that he goes, in by my afflictions, you might be able to be encouraged. The church might be encouraged by the afflictions. And he says, so at this point, because of that, I made a minister. I made a minister, he says, at the end of verse 24, of the church, which is the church. Because I made a minister of the church. I'm a stewardship, he said, in dispensation. It's given to me to fulfill the word of God. My job to help fulfill the work of God is to be a minister to the church. And his, his was, his was unique. His was not as a local pastor. There were many of those. Now, you know, Timothy was one of those and others like that, Titus, where they were ministers, they were pastors to these individual churches. But Paul kind of was a, an evangelist, a missionary of sorts, and he would travel and, and as kind of the, um, well, the apostle and as kind of the patriarch of all of his writing to encourage these young pastors to teach these churches. Uh, frankly, you could say if Paul's giving the information, people were, were going to listen a little more. So that was his responsibility. That was what God had given him. He says, verse 26, he said, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. So what is the mystery and why was it hid? Well, uh, what we'll go to and say, why was it hid? Well, it was hid from the Old Testament. What we enjoy today in the church age, the New Testament time, um, was not available in the Old Testament. And the primary reason is the Messiah had not come. Jesus had not come. He had not died on the cross. He had not risen from the grave. He had not dealt with sin. He had not broken that barrier and reconciled, as we talked about earlier, reconciled God to man. And uh, so because of that, there was still that great separation in the temple and in the tabernacle. And so uh, that had not happened. So this mystery, what is mystery? Simply, it's, there's a few things. It's basically, it's all that entails the local church. 
uh, the church age. And so you've got this gospel that doesn't just go to one group. It goes to Jews and Gentiles, which would be Jews and all the rest of the world. And it's this it's amazing thing that happens in the church, but it's also the fact that when we get saved, all of us are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Uh, what may, only a few people had in the Old Testament, now everybody who is saved has access to, and that is the indwelling. Now that doesn't mean he's always in charge. Uh, we have to let him be in charge. We have to let him fill us. Um, but we have his presence. We have everything we need to be able to go forth in this New Testament time. And so he says, I'm trying to explain this mystery, and it's brand new. Uh, remember, these people wouldn't have known, thought about everybody having to film the Holy Spirit. They wouldn't have understood this, that the gospel went to everybody. I mean, it was, this was a Jewish thing. It was Judaism, as they called it at the time. And so it's spreading out to the Gentiles, which was Paul's primary responsibility, was mystery, was strange. And while we may look at mystery as sometimes a scary thing, this was a good thing. That God had hit it for this time. And we live in that time still. We still live in the time of this church and that mystery that we uh, come together from all, think about it, we come from all different backgrounds. And it's not our similarities that bring us together in church. As a matter of fact, we come with all of our differences to church. It's, it's the one thing that brings us together is our relationship to Jesus. And that relationship to Jesus brings us together and it, it eliminates all of these other things the world uses to separate us. Our political differences, our backgrounds, how we grew up, maybe race, what the world kind of says we separates us. God says Jesus brings all those things together. That's all part of the great mystery. You can really describe the mystery in about a million different aspects. And if, you, if the church is healthy and you're seeing this, you are seeing the mystery take place, something that is a mystery to the world. They're searching for it, but they can't find it. He said, verse 27, to whom God would make known. He says, to the church, to the saints in verse 26. Um, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is, what is this? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us and all that comes with it, the hope and glory, the hope of one day, that has been given to the Gentiles as well. That now, again, in the church at Colossae, this was tricky because one of the things you'll learn is, remember, this was, you know, Paul was, um, this has only been maybe 30, 40 years since Jesus walked the earth. Uh, so you think about it, most people, a lot of the people, especially the adults, the older people in this church would have, would have seen Jesus. They would have seen him. They would have been aware of the crucifixion. They would have been aware of all these things. And so before that happened, they would have only run off of uh, Judeo law. They would have run off the Old Testament law and the Torah. And so now you're looking at, um, as they're moving forward in this brand new church, this Gnosticism and all these other doctrines are still coming in. You still got the legalism from the Judaism trying to come in. And, and some of the Judaistic people are saying, we're not just going to completely follow this new idea. We're going to combine, combine the two. And one of them was you had to be a Jew to come to Christ and or come to God at that point. And so this is, he's opening it to everybody. And that in itself, not only is it a bit controversial, it's definitely something that is brand new. And that's what you see in verse 27. Verse 28, Paul says this, whom we preach. And he's talking about to the Gentiles, which is Christ. It, which is Christ in you, whom we preach. We preach Christ, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And so he goes, we preach Christ. We warn every man, we teach every man. We warn every man about the reality of hell, the reality of heaven, the reality of uh, it's not good works, it's not religion that gets us there, it is our relationship with Christ. So we warn men, we do this in a gracious way, but a firm way, because we want them to understand this is real. This is not our opinion, this is not our view, this is what God has said in his word, and we need to follow that. And so we warn every man, but then we also teach every man all wisdom of the word of God. Uh, wisdom we know comes from God. Uh, and so why? That we, those who are teaching, can present the church, 
can present every man mature in Christ. That, that if there is something that people are going through, it's not because we have not done our job. Paul is saying it's my job to teach the word of God. And so those listening have the opportunity to be able to mature when their battles, when they're struggling, when they don't understand as they grow. It's my job to help teach. That's what I, it's my job responsibility to go to the word of God and just teach the Bible as it is to people as they are so that they can grow in maturity, to know what the Bible says about the different things and then follow those things. Verse 29. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Because therefore I labor, striving according to what he is doing, his working, which is in me, to be able to work to other people. Paul is finishing this thought with his idea of his desire for steadfastness. While I sit in jail, unable to even come to this church, I hear of you, and I have every desire to be able to continue to teach you. And he does this by writing this letter, a letter that we still use today to establish much of the doctrine that is needed to give a good foundation to the local church. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning. Greatly appreciate uh, the wonderful opportunity you've given to me to be part of your day as we start this week off together. And we hope you have a great week. Uh, we hope that you're encouraged. If we can be a help or a blessing in any way, please feel, re feel free to reach out to us. If you don't have my number, you can go to our website, bensalembaptist.org. It has our church information, and you can reach 